Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The Pittsburgh Penguins are starting to get a little frustrated with one of their top defensemen in Ryan Graves. His performance has just not reached the expectations of the organization to this point, at least from the outside looking in. Graves has struggled in his first season with the Penguins, and as defensemen, they often do in a new system. So there is a bit of a learning curve for Ryan Graves, especially considering he's not only coming to a new system, not only coming to a new organization, but he's doing so with a very unique defenseman in Chris Letang as his defense partner. So there is a bit of a learning curve. It's not all on Ryan Graves, and he certainly should not be buried just yet. But his progress seems to be going in the wrong direction as of late, at least in the last handful of weeks. When you look at Graves, he's in the first year of a six-year contract right now. So the Penguins are married to this kid for a long, long time. They had high expectations for him. It's right there in the contract. You give him a six-year deal. You give him five-plus million dollars, which is what I believe his salary cap it is as I look it up here on capfriendly.com. There's a lot of faith that Ryan Graves was going to step in and be the replacement for Brian Dumlin. Ryan Graves, not over $5 million, excuse me, makes $4.5 million per year over the next six years. But that's a large financial investment on Ryan Graves. And where you look at his performance this season, this is where he currently ranks among the Penguins defensemen. Seventh in shot attempts at 5-on-5, 49.34%. Fifth in expected goals for percentage at 49.68. Sixth in scoring chances at 47.4%. Fifth in high danger chances at 50.57. And first in giveaways with 17 on the season. All of that tracked by natural stat trick. Not a good place to be for a defenseman that was supposed to be one of your highlight signings of the offseason. Not a good start for Ryan Graves, but the Penguins will and should Preach patience with this defenseman. Like I mentioned, it takes time, especially for defensemen, defensive defensemen, again, even more so, to acclimate themselves to a new organization. And the fact that the expectation was very high on Ryan Graves coming in, 
doesn't help the fact either. But it doesn't mean they shouldn't try to take the pressure off them. Just because they're preaching patience, just because they have high expectations, just because they are married to this guy for the next several years, doesn't mean they shouldn't try to relieve some of that pressure early on to get him a little bit more comfortable so he can try to fix his game and become acclimated with the Pittsburgh Penguins to play up to the standard of that contract. And you've started to see that a little bit over the last week. In the last three games, he's been moved around the lineup mid-game a little bit. He started with Latang, and he certainly has played plenty of time with Latang, 28 minutes over the last three games. That's the two games against Philly and last week's game against Tampa. So 28 minutes with Latang and Graves as the top pairing. But if you look at how Latang has been deployed with other defensemen, Latang has also played 14 and a half minutes at five on five with rookie John Ludwig. He's also played eight minutes of five on five ice time with Ryan Shea. The Penguins are a team that likes to be able to mix and match whenever it's needed. And it's needed because the power play usually has one or two different defensemen on there. The penalty kill has one or two different defensemen. They like to be able to throw out different combinations that match what they need that given night. So the Penguins like to do this to begin with, but you've noticed it a little bit more often in recent week with Ryan Graves. None of those pairings, though, with Chris Letang have garnered good results. Some of them decent, some great shifts, but for the most part, when you look at the underlying numbers, None of those pairings, whether it's Latang and Graves, Latang and Ludwig, Latang and Shea, have really seen positive results, like really overwhelmingly good results in the underlying department. Latang and Graves have 42% of the shot attempts. They've been outshot 17 to 11 on actual shots on goal, and they have a 29% expected goals. Latang and Ludwig, 43% of the shot attempts, 35 expected goals. That's the best of these three pairings right now. And Latang and Shea, 21% of the expected goals. So it's not been good for Latang over the past three games, no matter who he's been with. And when I look at this, if you're going to take Ryan Graves off that top pairing, the person you put up there is not currently in the lineup because you don't separate Marcus Pedersen and Eric Carlson because despite Carlson's shortcomings in the defensive zone, that has been the Penguins' best defensive pairing this season. So you don't want to mess up a good thing there. Similar to how they don't want to mess up a good thing with the first forward line, despite the struggles of the second line and the third line over the past couple of weeks. They still ride strong with that first line because it's tried and true and it's something they can count on night in and night out. Same goes for the second pairing. So if you're going to try to take Ryan Graves off of that top pairing, I think this is where injured defenseman P.O. Joseph comes in. Because I don't think anyone sees Ludwig or Shea at this point in time as a longer-term solution in that top pair. After all, neither had a single game of NHL experience coming into this season. And I like John Ludwig, and I honestly, to a point, like Ryan Shea as well. I think they've come in. I think they've played an integral role for the Pittsburgh Penguins early in this season, especially when you consider the injuries to Chad Ruedel and to P.O. Joseph. I think these guys have come in and been very important for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I don't know if I'd want to see them for a two, three, four-week span playing on that top pairing with Chris Letang. And I also don't think it's sustainable to continue to just throw these pairings 
into a Yahtzee cup and throw out the dice and see what, what comes up, and that's the combination you roll out throughout these games. I don't think that's a good way to go about deploying defense, at least whenever I'm looking at the situation. So that's where, again, injured defenseman P.O. Joseph comes in. He's recently resumed skating in his return from an undisclosed injury, and most recently, yesterday, he was sent to Wilkes-Barre for a conditioning stint. So he's closing in on his return. When ready, to me, it only makes sense that if you're going to take Graves off that top pairing, it for whatever amount of time that you decide to do so, it only makes sense that that's Joseph's spot to take next to Latang. That allows Graves to move down in the lineup. I think a third pairing of Graves and Ludwig might be beneficial, especially in a third pairing capacity. You get Graves off the ice for that massive amount of ice time that he's logged so far this season. You get another physical, big-bodied defenseman on the other side of him that plays that style, that stands people up at the blue line, that makes it tough to play against, and you allow Graves to kind of find his role there with somebody else taking care of the net front, taking care of the physicality of the unit, and also somebody who, in John Ludwig, has proven to be a pretty decent puck mover to this point of the season. I think that's beneficial for them. And then you look back up at the top pairing, Joseph and Latang played together on multiple occasions last season. They also have a very close relationship off the ice. So I think that that's a, a unit that could work together better than Shea or Ludwig, who wasn't even with the organization last year. Last season, P.O. Joseph and Chris Letang played 176 minutes of 5-on-5 time together, combined for 49% of the shot attempts in that time, 49% of the expected goals, 49% of the scoring chances, all pretty even across the board there. And in actual goals, it was 6-6, six to six, so about 50% there. And I get that P.O. Joseph has struggled in his limited ice time this season. But his underlying numbers in those five games remain solid. 55% of the shot attempts, 53% of the actual shots on goal, 55% of the expected goals, 54% of the scoring chances. And I get it, the Penguins were outscored 4-2 to two with him on the ice, including a very, very bad game in Detroit where he was on the ice for four goals against. But he's also had the lowest on-ice save percentage on the blue line. The Penguins have had fantastic goaltending pretty much the entire season. But it seems like when P.O. Joseph touched the ice, he was just unlucky because the goaltenders weren't bailing him out as much as they were the other team. He has 87.8% save percentage whenever he's on the ice. So I do believe that Joseph, despite his performance in the first five games that he showed this season, remains a decent defensive option. Penguins had sky-high expectations for this guy coming into the season, and I think it could be exactly what they need to take the pressure off of Graves while also helping Latang find a more consistent partner. I know what a lot of people are going to say. He sucked this year. He hasn't looked good. But let's not forget, in that first four-game sample size, you know who also did not look good? The third line. They looked horrible. What happened in the fifth game? Redeem Zahorna came in. The right deployment, the right player with the right line, and that third line looked good for a solid two to three weeks fighting off a cold here. I think the same thing could apply here to the Penguins' top pairing. So, while yes, a lot of people might be against putting P.O. Joseph in there, he hasn't shown much this season. He's only had five games to show what he has. I do think that him on the top pairing, leave the second pairing alone, 
Graves bumps down to the third pairing with John Ludwig for a while. Let him continue to acclimate to this system. Let him continue to do that with a defenseman like John Ludwig that brings some of the attributes that Ryan Graves lacks. I think that would be what's best for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Give Ryan Shea a blow. I mean, this kid has played a lot of hockey at the NHL level here. And he's going to hit the rookie wall at some point. So I would imagine it would help him to get him at least a game or two or at least a week maybe where he's in, maybe out of the lineup. And you could do even a rotation with him and Ludwig. But I think right now John Ludwig has proven to be at least a step above Ryan Shea. Maybe not many steps, but at least a step above. So in my eyes, P.O. Joseph, Crystal Tang, that should be the first pairing when he returns. Whenever that may be, he is down to Wilkes-Barre on a conditioning stint. That could be as early as this weekend. That could be as late as later next week. We don't know, but it's something to keep an eye on. That's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.